0: Welcome back to By George Frontage Stage with me, Matt Ogden, and this man right here, very close to me, Mr Richard Sykes. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Uh, what are we? We are now, uh, when this podcast goes out, four weeks away from the opening night. Tickets That's are, are selling really, really well, so I'm, I'm over the moon. Absolutely joyous. Excellent. Yeah, it's good. And we've just had our first look uh, on the stage. We have. Ah, it was just, very dark. It was very
0: dark, but yeah, we didn't it, care, did we, we? We needed the expertise of James Clare to be able to take lights on the light and all around. Hey, but, no. never mind. But but we can see it, it's taking shape. Doesn't it looks bigger than I thought it would look? It looks massive. Yeah. yeah. It, it does look substantial. It, it, it's it's like a fish and chip shop and a bar being built on the stage of the LBT. Yeah, it? there is that. And yeah. they've got roofs. Did you notice? I didn't notice. The well, I room. They, they, yeah. it was so dark. I was, I'm, I'm so little, and I was wearing my sunglasses.
1: They're going to have triangular rooms on each one, oh, so really? it's going to look more enclosed. So it's going to look, it's going to look so
0: realistic. I, I, cannot wait to see it. It's great. I can't wait either. It's, <laughs> do you know what? I was just thinking this today, actually. You know, um, the fact that, um, the fact that we've just gone past the the point where, in four weeks' time, we'll have just had the opening night. Yes. I was like, oh. That's that's come round really quick. But I've just had like a week and a half off, haven't I? So I kind of <laughs> I kind of lost a whole week and a half, and then well, I mean the rehearsals are
1: kind of in hiatus at the moment. Neil, yeah. the, the director, is uh, is away for a couple of weeks. He's on a cruise. Um, isn't he's maybe? on a cruise. Yeah. yeah, something that Richard knows all about. Yeah, I'm afraid so. And our guest today, Gareth. Gareth's yeah. Gareth is cruise director as well. And so there, everyone's there, a cruise director these <laughs> days. <laughs> So you must ask him about that in a little while. But nonetheless, uh, Neil's on a cruise, so we've got uh, some music rehearsals. So we're tightening a few of the harmonies. That's today, um, in the next half an hour or so. So hopefully, people will come ready to, to explore a few harmonies, because I've created a few new ones for them. Of course, yeah. I didn't tell them. But, you know, we have done. What so. new harmonies have you got today? We have a trio. And I had to come up with a name for the trio for the programme. So they're called Trio. So (laughs) I just couldn't think of anything else So our trio are are, are there And they'll be in uh, three of the numbers And we're going to give them some harmonies To do for the two Lovely stuff Awesome Should
0: we have a chat to Gareth?
1: I think we should Yeah Yeah, let's do it You have a chat to Gareth I'll have a chat to Gareth And I'll go and rehearse Lovely stuff um, So here we go folks Here's our chat with the wonderful Mr Gareth Cole
0: Gareth, I believe that um, this is exactly, or near enough exactly, where we first spoke on your audition day.
2: Absolutely, when I was much more terrified, just on the <laughs> table just over there. I arrived for the audition and you literally said, can I grab you for a podcast? And I was like, what? I'm... Having never met him before. Exactly. Yeah. And so I uh, sat down and you started to grill me and I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I climbed up the steps to the top of the theatre uh, where I expected it to be a group audition. Lots of people <laughs> there, nice and relaxed um and thought you know this would be fine first audition in many many years yeah group audition will be great walked in a panel of like eight or nine people sat facing me and said right (laughs) off you go then i was like oh okay straight in so it was a nerve-wracking day but it was good and just to remind everyone either watching or listening
0: you actually auditioned for um, harry initially right
2: yeah so um, i wasn't actually going to go for the show um i i um I've always had a confidence thing when it was performing. I've done a lot of character performing. I've done a Blues Brothers tribute for 24 years. Um, always get dragged into shows at the last minute. It's like, yeah, I'll help out. <laughs> That's fine. Uh Yeah. And so uh, I don't actually kind of seek out auditions and go for it. But knowing Richard for nearly 20 years now, I know he's been working on this show for a long time. Yeah. And he said, oh, I've got all of these auditions coming up. I'm really nervous, really excited. Um, and I said, I'm going to come. And just on a whim, I just said, I'll turn up. And then he sent me the pack and I was like, oh, this is real now. And now looking (laughs) at what this is. And he said, oh, I'd like you to have a look at at this role or this role. Um, So there's two roles up for grabs. And so I looked through it and I listened through the notes and all of the the tunes and things. And I said, right, as a non-confident singer, I'll go for the easiest one. (laughs) And and I had a very busy week. And so the night before I looked at the part of uh, Harry, Uh, and I was just like, there we go, it's a friend. I'm a friend of Rich, that'll work. And I just learned that song and looked at that script. And then I turned up on the day and they said, right, can you now read in Will, the other character? And I was like, I haven't looked at that one. I'll be honest, it's (laughs) too high. I've not looked at that. And they went, just have a go anyway. I did it. And then Rich phoned me that night and said, um why did you go for uh, Harry? You're definitely a Will. As soon as you walked into the room, everyone said, you're a Will, you need to do this. Uh, And offered me the role of Will straight away. So, you know, I didn't mind either way. You know, I hadn't really had time to look at the show. I'd known about it through Richard and talking about it. Um, And so offered a completely different role than what I thought I was going to get and absolutely (laughs) loving it. But uh, a really, really good happy coincidence.
0: Do you know what? I can relate to that quite a lot, actually, because there's been a few shows over the past few years where I've auditioned for, uh, say, like the lead or, or the or the antagonist or you know the part that I felt like I really want to play that part and then ended up being um, being unsuccessful in the audition and being offered a different part and initially there's that kind of feeling of disappointment or maybe not disappointment maybe it's more kind of oh, I don't know if I'm I'm right for that or I'm not prepared for that I, I didn't see myself playing that role and then sometimes you can end up getting into that character and because you get to interact with different actors, different performers, as a result of that, um, you kind of find, oh, actually, I'm enjoying this more than I think I would have enjoyed. The Absolutely, other and
2: as the rehearsal process goes on, I get it, and um, seeing Colin playing Harry, it yeah. makes complete sense. Um, his comedy and his style of that character is genius. Sometimes we have to rein him in a little bit because rehearsals go on and on. But we love you, Colin. Um, but um, I could not have played that character, and I get it. Um, but obviously, because this is a brand new show, and this has been said in other podcasts, because this is not something you can look at reference material and go, I'd love to play that character. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew anything about any of the characters, so it was completely going in blind. And you mentioned about the fact that you felt like it was too high for you to go yes. for Will.
0: But obviously, with it being a new musical, and as we've mentioned, you know, Kira and Rich can just sort of lower the key and just change it. That's been
2: whim. the genius of it, and I think that's the best thing about this. It's been a collaboration, mm. so every single time it's like, does that line work? No, let's change it. You can't do that with any of the shows you mentioned in the last, the last podcast. Uh, whereas Rich being a musical genius, he's like, oh, I've, I've changed it, I've tweaked it. This is now in a lower key. He likes to push me, so he's like, this is now in a higher key, because I, I want to stretch it, because I know you can do it. Um, and he's seen confidence in me vocally that I've never felt. And so this is good for me, because it's a challenge.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and the best thing is, I've never worked with anybody in this company before. No. Um, so I've done shows at other theatres, and you know, when you know everybody, it's easy. You go in and you're all on the same page, but coming in and not knowing anybody, um, it was a little bit daunting at first, but everybody is so lovely. And coming in on the first day and only knowing Rich and the entire casting and company, and everyone stood on the stage introducing themselves and yeah, yeah. what they liked from the uh, the chip shop, um, and I, one, I, I yeah, and I <laughs> stood there and I was like, I don't actually know anybody, and this is going to be terrifying. And then by the time the second rehearsal came around, everyone was cooking over talking to me mm. and chatting. I was like, this is going to be a really fun process.
0: I think um, Colin said a similar thing a couple of episodes ago um, about the fact that. So, obviously, you have more of a background than he does, he's more of a, you know, he's more of a a comedian performer, he's more of a a comedy duo kind of guy, a bit of a jack of all trades, and he he said the same kind of thing, that coming in here, because he didn't know anyone, Mm -hmm. it was quite daunting to be like, oh, well, everyone knows everyone, and it could be a bit cliquey, which... You know, amateur. A lot
2: of theatre companies yeah. are, and you get that. We're and it's very, it's very rare that you go into a show and everybody is so nice, and mm. you do look forward to it. And just to reiterate what Neil said last week, you know, you actually look forward to rehearsals. I've never had that before. Normally, you dread it, and you go, "Oh, I've got to go to rehearsal. Mm. What am I looking up for today?" And it's like, "Oh, when's the next rehearsal?" Because the, the, you know, you're learning more about yeah. the story, you're seeing it all come to life. Um, seeing Richard's face light up just when he sees things performed for the first time, and, and just those magical moments when it's like, "Oh, that's funnier than everyone actually thought it would be."
0: Yeah, and Maria said the same thing as well. You know, I think I think when when uh, when, when I've sat down with Maria, watching a few of the rehearsals, and she's just kind of not gushing, but she's almost like a little bit overwhelmed at the thought that this really long process of of writing this musical is finally being realised and she's seeing those performances come out. I think we touched on it in the last episode that Richard's really not going to get that opportunity to to kind of stand back during the show and watch everybody and take it all in. No. Because he's going to be thinking about the next part of it
2: that he's yeah there. and it's it's unique because obviously when people write a show they write the show and that's mm-hmm. it and they come and watch it and go I didn't like that I'll change that I'll do that and they yeah, watch yeah, it yeah. from the audience um, same with directing and things as well but the director and the writer are both in the show yeah exactly and it's it's a very very rare thing but um, I think just the genius for me is every single rehearsal you know if you've been writing something for like 15-20 years you've read that over and over again and you've adapted it but mm. to laugh at the lines as they're being said and still find that hilarious just shows how much you know genius has gone into the writing of this and when it's been brought to life for the first time just seeing everyone's reactions in the room and when people come and sit in the audiences and you know they're all giggling away I know the audience is going to be blown away by this show
0: I think as well it, it also it also shows that the casting decisions were right too and that the performers that we've got in this show are exactly right for those parts and, and yeah. they're representing
2: those characters are really funny but really authentic well everyone's making it their own and in every other show I've been in you could go oh they could understudy that person or you could Mm. swap them in and nobody would bat an eyelid in this one I couldn't imagine any of the characters playing a different character (laughs) because they just suit that because everyone literally has made it their own from from scratch yeah, yeah. there's no reference material there's no oh I saw this down in London and they did it this way so I'm going to put that on there yeah um, the challenge for me is of course um, I'm not a Yorkshire don't tell anyone but uh, I won't well, I'm not either that's fine but you don't have to you don't have to kind of like fake a Yorkshire accent every night and when I first no, came in true. I was like oh everyone's going to be like no that's <laughs> Lancashire you've got it wrong <laughs> um, and you know that's that's kind of been a challenge as well but I like to be challenged and, and this is a really good process that I'm really enjoying but I'm pushing myself slightly out of my comfort zone yeah. and actually enjoying the whole thing as we go on.
0: Speaking of the fact that you're not a Yorkshireman no. what's your background? What's what's your kind of what's your local theatre? Where where where's Gareth come from? So,
2: um, I think all the way from school, I, I was born and raised in Bolton. Um, I'm a Boltonian, and um, my parents and my teachers were always pushing me, saying, "You know, you're a performer." So, you know, all the way from kind of like school performances and things like that, mm. it was always teachers pushing me for the lead oh, and pushing me goodness. into things. And then when I got into university, I kind of like took a back step from that um, and didn't really do much. But then uh, the Octagon Theatre in Bolton, um, I did all the youth theatre there. Um, I did some name dropping, but did some work with Peter Kay there, met him, good friends with him. He wrote and directed a show um, which we put on and that kind of like gave me that push to go, this is great. Um, Did a world premiere there of uh, Kes the Musical, my first taste of a Yorkshire show, (laughs) which is a very unusual musical. Um, And then from there, I just kind of like went on and did more um, locally. Um, and then years later, I, I actually ended up running a theatre at uh, Tameside Hippodrome in Ashton. Um, I managed that one for a few years before that closed down uh, at its centenary. And then I drove somebody to an audition and ended up accidentally getting a job on a cruise ship. And I hadn't thought about cruise ships, heard about cruise ships. Somebody just said, oh, I need to go to an audition, will you drive me there? I said, sure. And the, um, the director came out and said, who are you? I've seen you before. And ended up offering me a role. I wow. uh, worked on the ships, which is where I met Richard, odd uh, <laughs> years ago, and um, on the ships, it's just a whole new world, because you're learning shows, but you've got to do a new show every night, yeah. so that kind of pushed me to, to learn things quickly, and then I took a backseat right. from that and went into um, attractions for a while, um, and then uh, Rich and said, oh, do you want to come back and work on ships? You've had a year off. Are you ready for this? And he said, we're looking for a cruise director. Yeah. And I said, that's great. How much performing's involved? How much singing's involved? You know, I've been doing that for a while apart from the Blues Brothers stuff. And he said, oh, there's not many songs at all. And uh, my first day I got onto the ship, it's like, so there's the 300 songs you need to learn for all the cabarets and all the show. shows. <laughs> um, and you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. And um, it was ironic because at that time, Richard was a cruise director on one ship. I was a cruise director on another, and we would occasionally sh- uh, pass like ships in the night, literally, and be like, "Hi, Rich." So we were working together but very separate. It was, yeah, it was a unique experience too.
0: So you mentioned um, you mentioned that you ran a theatre, yeah. um, but it suddenly closed down. Is is that? Do you think that the? Because um, one of the statistics we've talked about on the podcast is about the fact that there's loads of fish and chip shops, mm. not just in the Yorkshire area but across. Uh, well, across the country, really, that are been closing down, um, and obviously, you know, the cost of living crisis and 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 the fact that the the arts normally is you know in some sort of funding crisis. Do you think that these kinds of shows, where it's really hyper local and it's showcasing, you know, examples of the culture from that area, being set in this area in this area's theatre, do you think that, that that's really important? for for theatres to kind of be a driving force behind the arts
2: community that they've got around them. Absolutely. I think a lot of people, when they think of theatre, they think of West End shows, really expensive tickets. Yeah. You know, going to go and see Hamilton when it comes to Manchester or going to come and see this when it's on tour. And they wait for that, but people forget about local theatre. And they forget mm. that, you know, especially when you get a story that's very prominent to the area um, with people from the area. And, you know, it brings it all together. I think it does create that community spirit that people do. And I think in lockdown it didn't help. Everyone got used to sitting, watching screens. Yeah. Um, and so people stopped going to the theatres. The theatre started broadcasting and yeah. putting things on, you know, on TV instead. And people forgot about live theatre. And then after that, people forgot how to behave in live theatre. And so there was musicals where people were being thrown out for singing along. And yeah, that and happened in
0: recently in Manchester. Yeah. But I think
2: good. I yeah. think this kind of show brings that back together and people. Remember what theatre is all about. Mm. You know, it all started with local theatres, local productions, um, and you know, having that unique storyline set in this area. Just yeah, it's definitely beneficial for the arts and the, the communities. But I think is suffering as well. Cinemas stop people going. To, people stop going to cinemas because yeah, yeah. they just stayed at home and watch TV or stream things. Um, so yeah, it's good to be back in live theatre again. Uh, after lockdown it's great to be back in community theatre again it's a really rare experience I think a lot of people they go oh do you want to go and watch this show no I've heard about that I don't like it or I've seen bits of that I don't like it it's not for me no one knows what this show is going to be you know it is a world's first and uh, you can kind of reference certain things and say if you like this you'd like you know you'd like this show but I think that's the thing there's going to be so many surprises in it there's the stunts there's effects there's amazing songs there's comedy there's great characters there's great staging I think you know it's got all round appeal that everybody should or will like this show whereas as I say you know a lot of times people say oh I'm going to go and watch this no it's not for me that mm-hmm. you know you don't know you need to get tickets buy tickets there's a few left um, get your tickets and come and watch it because there is something, literally something for everybody in this show and one minute you're laughing next minute you're crying next minute you know you're in awe of what's happening on stage and with just such a good company and such a huge cast and so much talent in it I think this is the opportunity that if you haven't been to the theatre for a while This is the show which will kind of change your mind about coming back to theatre again,
0: and you don't have to be a Yorkshireman either, or or a or Lancashire
2: and then putting on a Yorkshire accent No to. I mean you just look at things like Victoria Wood you know a lot of people say oh she's a local comedian or Peter Kay he's a local comedian mm. only people local will find it funny I go anywhere in the world and people go oh you're from Peter Kay country you know and and Victoria Wood an absolute legend across the world for comedy and, and just loving that kind of style and this show is kind of in a similar vein of that so I think you know it has got universal appeal and I know full well that once this show's done it won't just be a case of well this is only for local you know areas because you know you had the full Monty you had uh, Billy Elliot you had you know all Candy of these girls. things kind girls yeah. which were all local and it's just a worldwide phenomenon and I think because it's so new and it's so fresh I think there's so many times now with films and with uh, theatre that people are churning out the same kind of themes and yeah. it's like oh, it's, it's like this or why can't we have something new this is brand new awesome
0: Thank you very much for chatting. You're very welcome. I'm just
2: glad to finally make on a podcast. I know, yeah. I'm also glad that you're not nervous this time. We're going to actually have a proper
0: conversation. I know, I
2: am much more relaxed. I'm looking forward to the vocal rehearsal.
0: It's going to be awesome. Uh, Do you know what? New Mm. harmonies... It's going to be fun to hear
2: as well every rehearsal with rich is something different it's like did you write this bit oh yeah i might have done all right um we're gonna add more in it's not complex enough with the really fast lyrics and you know the million words in a second and too. dance routines out to get the
0: syllables.
2: i don't do dancing and last week's surprise you're in mm. a dancing number it's like oh great i thought i dodged that one but uh, yeah every rehearsal is a new surprise and every act in this show will be a huge surprise for the audience
0: Do you know what? It was really refreshing to be able to chat to him in an environment where he's not bricking it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, because the same environment
0: technically. Well, nearly
1: the same place as last time. Last time we were here.
0: A few meters max away. This is true. But yeah, he's a great chap. It really is. I thought when he was telling the story about how um, how he ended up becoming a cruise director, I genuinely thought you were going to be the friend he was driving to an audition. No. no, And then the plot twist was actually that (laughs) it was because of that driving that friend, he ends up on a cruise. And that's where we met. And that's where he meets you. That's true. Do you just collect people?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole family. (laughs)
0: and they're all in this musical they are and what should they do Rich what should the people watching do well
1: if if there are are people who do want to watch this musical Mm. in all its finery in this fabulous auditorium then you can go to
0: www.thelbt.org and you can buy tickets there also also you can go to our Instagram for the podcast which is going to be just here and on there you can go to richsykes.com and learn a little bit more about this man right here and other shows that he's got lined up as well as some of the demo tracks and some more information on by George you can also see our behind the scenes which is our photos and videos and some funny bloopers that we've got lined up as well for the numerous times where we say something that's probably a little bit too rude but somehow didn't end up in the show yeah. and, uh, and and what else can you do? Well you can also
1: catch up on the previous podcasts and they're also available on my website and on my YouTube channel where you can watch them all so if you're listening to this at the moment you might want to get a visual you might you might want you to might see it yeah yeah, yeah. You'll
0: definitely, you'll definitely want to see the visual of the theatre and of Gareth. Maybe these two faces. They've been seen plenty of times, haven't they? I've got a fantastic face for radio. <laughs> I really have. I've got a hairline for it. Oh. Um, but you can also listen to the podcast if you rather not see us as well. Mm-hmm. There's a link on the link tree as well. Um and I think that pretty much wraps it up. We're getting close to the end, and it's quite sad, isn't we it? We are. The uh, next will be
1: uh, <laughs> ramping up the, the rehearsal periods and, uh, and putting in some Sunday rehearsals. Yeah. And those are long, those are hefty. Yeah, so, but I think they're going to be enjoyable. It's where the show is made, basically. If we bring some fish and chips. On. Oh yeah, we'll definitely be stopping yeah, fish and we'll chips on those days. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. yeah. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next week, won't we, Matt? We will indeed. Thank nice. you, Mr.
0: Richard Sykes. Bye-bye.
1: Cheers. Bye bye. Hello, my name is Richard Sykes, and I wrote by George. The show is a very personal story. It's a local story. So it's all about my childhood in Yorkshire, growing up around Yorkshire women, strong women. It's also about family. So the strong family bonds that we had around here when I was a kid as well. This musical really elevates performers of a certain age that perhaps thought they were done with musical theatre and couldn't get the leads anymore. And these incredible performers from my prime period about 20 years ago are the ones that are really elevating the piece. They are sensational. Can't wait to see them perform and rehearsals are an absolute joy.
0: My name is Armitage and I'm playing Marge in By George. She's the villain which is really interesting to play. The reason she's important is that she learns that George has money of his own and she's looking for husband number six and that would be a good fit so she sets about to divide and conquer which is one of her songs to divide and conquer the leading lady nikki playing pauline and george and she wants to get in there and steal george off pauline so i haven't been a stage for 20 years and i used to do lots of shows back in the day and woodhouse was one of the main societies that i played with and then i went away to have kids and form a business and now i'm back for this one so really excited about the whole thing
1: musicals theatre should be vibrant, it should be exciting, but it's so rare to find something that accentuates incredible female performances of a certain age and is local. I am absolutely thrilled that Woodhouse Musical Theatre Company, my company, are forming a bond with Lawrence Batley Theatre to make this happen. It's a real combination of incredible talents and it's so nice to be a part of. I hope the audience laughs to start off with it's a massive comedy musical i also hope they come out finger clicking to some of the songs because there's some very catchy numbers in there and they're all brand new it's amazing to see